0: When I was in high school, I had a stalker. Here's the story. I was 16 years old and we had met on Facebook. He went to a school nearby and we decided to meet up for a movie. We had a really great time together and we actually ended up dating. The first time that he came to my parents' house, he had an anchor monitor on for house arrest and he wouldn't tell anyone why. And since he was a minor, we couldn't find out. Now, my parents obviously didn't allow us to hang out so we had to hang out at his house or at around town at the YMCA camp. I was rebellious and naive. Things started to get weird when I noticed his family was pretty odd. One day while we were having sex in his bedroom, I saw his father looking through the blinds. I screamed and called him out for it, and his dad ran off. He told me that his dad was into redheads and he just liked to watch us. I went to leave and his mom was doing crack in the kitchen. So, yeah, I decided it was time to break up. This is when it got bad. He actually started crying and he told me that he's in cancer treatment and that's why he needs me. That he doesn't have long to live. Blah, blah, blah. I actually believed him and I told him we could be friends. And this is when the stalking began. He switched schools to my high school, but he never went to class. He would just stand outside of my classroom looking inside until it was passing period. Whenever I would leave class, he wouldn't address me. He would always just follow about 10 to 15 feet behind me to my next period and just stand outside the classroom again. I was too intimidated to say something to him. He was six foot four and kind of a heavy set guy, so I kind of just let it happen for weeks. It started to progress to where he would follow me home every day. He would get on the same exact bus as me and walk 10 to 15 feet behind me all the way to my house. He would stand outside just staring up at the windows until around the time my parents got home, and then he would just leave. I finally had enough and I told him to screw off and leave me alone. I told him that we could no longer be friends or even acquaintances and to just forget about me. However, that only escalated things way further. I started getting about 150 calls a night. Half of them were screaming death threats and in-detail torture methods that he wanted to do to me and the other half were him singing love songs that he wrote on his guitar. Every time I blocked his number, he seemed to just magically get a new one and leave even more messages. I woke up one day to see that overnight, he had left me one of those singing, dancing snowmen on my porch. He had stabbed it in the head, and the knife was still sticking out. He covered it in his liquid deodorant that I had previously mentioned liking the smell of, and I noticed there was a hole where the little song recording device was. When I pressed the hand... It wasn't the regular Frosty the Snowman they usually played. It was his own voice saying eerily, I'm going to have you forever. I'm never going to let you be. I was absolutely done at this point, and I told my parents, who then contacted the school. They suspended him from school, but he still waited at my bus stop every day and also walked to my home with me. One day he actually ran at me like he was going to tackle me or something. When I tensed up for the impact, he stopped and hugged me. It wasn't a regular hug, though. It was like he was trying to crush me. I was 5'1 and about 90 pounds at the time, and he actually ended up cracking one of my ribs. I cried, and he started crying too, before then running off. He left me a voicemail where he apologized in song. This one night is the night that I'll never forget, and it's actually the sole reason that we got a restraining order and my dad getting a gun. I woke up one evening for no reason, I was just fully awake. I got up to go to my kitchen and go get a glass of water to relax, and in the reflection of my fridge, I saw movement in my backyard. I couldn't really see well because it was so dark outside and so light inside, so I went to the back sliding glass door to get a better look. When I got a little closer, I was met with the silhouette of a 6'4 man standing just outside the door. My stalker ex was actually in my backyard under my room at 3 in the morning. He was just staring at me. I yelled and my parents got up, but he was long gone by the time my dad went outside. There happens to be a patio right outside my bedroom window that goes all the way to the ground, so it's very possible that he could have been on top of the patio looking directly into my bedroom window before. We got a restraining order granted shortly after that, and my stalker ex dropped out of school. I haven't seen him since in person, but every six months he makes a new Facebook and he always tries to friend request me. I just block it and report it every time. Scary stuff. Have you ever heard of that myth that if you wake up in the middle of the night for no reason at all, there's likely something looking at you? Well, maybe it's true. I don't know what he's doing now or where he went, and I really don't care to know. For personal information, at the time I was a 19 year old female. I recently broke up with a guy who we'll call T. I ended things with T because I was really young and I didn't really see the relationship going anywhere. Not that T was a bad guy, I was just being careless and I wanted to explore my options, stupidly. I ended up dating a guy soon afterwards who we'll call Dan. I knew Dan when I was younger He was older than me, and even then, he wasn't a good person. Always the one getting into trouble with the police. He even got expelled for starting a fire at school and burning most of it down. But he seemed interested in me, and so I went with it. Everything was going normal at first. We dated and went out, and he claimed that he wasn't the same person that he was before. You know, the found Jesus type. He started asking me to stay the night after about a week or so. And since all the flags were good so far, I said yes. After a few weeks pass, I noticed that Dan seemed really clingy in terms of wanting me to spend all my time that I wasn't at work with him. Which at the time was only a few hours a day because I was a workaholic. So I figured if I was going to make the relationship work, I should spend that time with them. But he was always really interested in my past relationships. I mean to the point of being obsessive. But he always got mad at me whenever I answered any questions he had about them. Well, I should also state that I was one of those people who never programmed people's numbers in my phone. I kind of just always went off the last conversation to remember who it was. I know it sounds shady, but I would always go through really cheap phones and I never really bothered to waste the little time that I had. I never knew that it would put my life safety and sanity in jeopardy. But the day before Thanksgiving, he asked me to spend the night. I had to work a double shift the next day so I had fell asleep rather early and he was watching a movie so no biggie. Or so I thought. At around 4am I then woke up to someone punching my leg. Startled and half asleep he started yelling at me saying that I was nothing but a whore and how he wanted to punch my face in. I was immediately confused and I questioned the sudden outburst. That's when he then accused me of meeting people outside my job on my breaks mind you it was literally my work friend and we would always just smoke together and bullshit around but that's when i realized that he went through my phone and he was mistaking conversations with my family and friends as lovers all because my dumb ass didn't put them into my contacts i tried to talk to him about it but he kept grabbing and shaking me and i just decided to nope the hell out of there i even left behind my phone because he was getting really confrontational and aggressive and i was a 110 pound female so I already knew my chances on fighting a full-size man. I went to my sister's cause she was the first person I could feel comfortable telling this to. She immediately went into mother mode, then called my phone and demanded it back. Well, some heated words later, I told her that it's really no problem. It was a cheap phone anyways and I'll just buy another one. Plus, I was supposed to be at work really soon, so I didn't really have the time to argue. Then a coworker asked me if everything was alright. now, my day at work was pretty normal, but then a coworker had asked me if everything was alright, that she saw my Facebook post, and that she was really concerned. Well shit, all my social media was still connected to that phone. I went on my computer at work, and I was so horrified at what I saw, just downright sickening things about me all over my Facebook wall, my family and friends posting and wondering what's going on saying that they were also getting terrifying messages and calls i immediately shut down all of my social medias and then deleted them after that was all done i remembered my coworker i smoked with so i quickly went to find her and i immediately knew something was said to her by dan just by the way she looked at me so i asked if i could read them what i then read still scares me to this day things like he knows where i work and where i live that he could very easily run me over with his car and how he'd love to see the life leave my eyes. Then I read the last message, saying he was at my job waiting for me. I ran to the far side of the building so I could see the parking lot and I see his white BMW parked right by the back door, literally the only door that I can enter and exit from. At this point, I should have called the cops. I know this isn't okay, but I didn't want to draw attention to myself or let my outside life into my work. So I had asked my friend to walk with me when it was time to leave and thankfully it was extremely dark so I doubt he could see me. But I then remembered that I can't go home. Well, remember T? Yeah, he became my savior and he let me stay with him. Well, I practically begged. But on that night, he had started getting messages. Apparently I didn't delete the messages either so it didn't take long for Dan to find all of the old messages between me and T. Dan had said really violent things to him saying he was going to kill us. He also called T's phone over and over till 4 a.m., leaving voicemails of him screaming incoherently, saying that he knew where he worked and lived, which might have been true since I never deleted the messages or really anything of that matter. This lasted for a couple of days. I was constantly being walked to my car by my coworkers. I bought a taser and mace, didn't sleep well, and I was constantly afraid to be alone. Then my sister called T, Apparently Dan was arrested the night before, not very far from T's house. He was arrested for aggravated drunk driving, resisting arrest, and carrying a weapon in his car. Thankfully not long after that, we moved. It's been about nine years and I never heard anything since. But I really fear ever running into him because I still believe that he wants me dead and that that's what he was planning on doing the night he was arrested. But on a happier note, T and I have been together for nine years now and we have three beautiful children together. So Dan, stay the hell away from me and my family. My name is Edward, and I'm from Arkansas. I'm 33 years old now, but this happened about 14 years ago when I was going through a lot in my life. I was a 19-year-old boy at the time dealing with the deaths of my parents as well as my grandparents. At the time, I was in a really sunken place in my life and I felt like nobody was there for me. So I would search for love and relationships to cope with the pain. Please don't judge me. I was just a really lost soul at the time. One day I decided to try my chances at online dating on the website you may remember as MySpace. As soon as I created my profile, literally within minutes I'd received a message from a lady. I was kind of skeptical at talking to her at first, Let's call her Renee. The first message she sent to me was just her calling me handsome and asking me how my day was. Then a few days later, I got another message basically saying the exact same thing. So this time I replied. I basically just said what's up and that I'm doing good. We continued talking and we built a very good friendship before we dated. Fast forward a few months now, we're now in a relationship and things started to get really crazy. At first, it started with her having a problem with me hanging out with my friends and close family. One day while I was hanging out with a few buddies of mine, she had came and told me, I don't like you hanging out with them. The only friend you need is me. As you can imagine, I totally flipped out by this. Me and my buddies are gamers who like to play video games and just talk about things in life. They weren't the type of friends that would have me cheating, so I really didn't know what the problem was. Me and my family on my father's side were also really close, until she started manipulating them, telling them lies. I really don't understand why they believed her, though. My family should just know that I would never say anything like that. The only family members who believed me were my brother and sister. My dad had seven children by other women, having three children, including me, with my mom. My ex had actually started so much stuff between the family to where there were actually fights with my aunts. Which, she thought the whole situation was just funny. There was one encounter where one of my cousins had called me from work saying it was an emergency. When I arrive, I see Renee standing there saying that she watched me smiling at another woman at work. When of course I'm a sales associate, so I mean, yeah, I had to be polite to any customer I came across, that was literally my job. But I mean, how did she see me at work when I usually walk around the store stalking and helping customers? She then starts yelling at me, saying all kinds of things like, How can you do this to me? I thought you loved me. I really thought she was crazy because, like I said, I was literally just doing my job. She goes to jump in my car, but I lock the doors. She then goes to the driver's side window, beating on my window and telling me to open the door. I thought that her behavior was just really ridiculous, so I left. Right as I leave, I see her following me. Now, I stay in a little town to where if I drive on the highway, I'll end up going to the next town over. So I decide to do that while speeding, thinking she would stop following me. Nope. There's good old Renee driving behind me like a crazy maniac, like she wants to knock me off the road or something. I finally ended up losing her, and I went to stay at one of my friends' house because I just didn't know what her intentions were at this point. I ended up breaking up with Renee shortly afterwards because I couldn't take being controlled by someone who should love me instead of hurting me. But I was just so stuck on being stupid and wanting to be loved that we ended up back together. Thinking the relationship would get better, it really only got worse when Renee started stalking me at work. At the time, I was working as a stalker at a supermarket. Every day she would come to my job asking who I've talked to today and that she better be the only one I'm talking to. Come to find out a few months later, she was actually cheating on me with an ex-friend of mine. So I packed all of my things and left one day while she was visiting her mom. After leaving her, I had tried working on loving myself and getting myself together. I really thought that chapter of my life was finally closed, but it was far from over. After blocking Renee's phone calls and all of her social media, she would still somehow find out things about me like who I was talking to, where I moved to, and so on she would also create all these fake accounts thinking I would accept them nope there's no way in hell I'm dealing with that late one night at my new house I had a female friend come over to you know do what friends of the opposite sex do when I then heard a loud banging at my door now me thinking to myself like who could be at my door at this late at night my conscience told me to be quiet and sneakily look out the blinds as I looked out the blinds my heart dropped It was Renee. How the fuck did she find out where I lived? I went back to the bedroom and I told my lady friend to be quiet because it was my crazy ass ex, which I told her about before we started messing around. I could hear Renee saying, I know you're in there. You better let me in or I'll let myself in while beating on all my doors and windows. I called the police, but she ended up leaving before they came. I ended up getting a restraining order on her And that still didn't work. Every single time I would try to have a new relationship with someone, Renee would always ruin it by telling them lies that we were still messing around and that we were still together, which was a fucking lie. There was even one time when I was at a girl's house that I really liked who invited me over to spend the night. And while we were in the living room talking, the doorbell rings. My friend then told me that there was someone at the door for me. And I'm sure you can guess who it was. Yep, it was Renee. How in the fuck did she know I was even here? Better yet, which apartment I was in. I then told my friend that I was going to see what was going on and to call the police. While holding something in her purse, Renee with a really crazy look on her face then says, what are you doing here and who's that girl? I tell her that it's none of her business and that she should go worry about my ex-friend that she cheated on me with. Right as she was about to pull something out of her purse, she sees the police coming and flees the scene again. The police started asking me questions and I complied, telling them what's going on and that she really needs to stay away from me. One day I got a phone call from a number I recognized as a store number. It was once again Renee. She told me that if she couldn't have me, no one can. While at a gas station pumping gas, I had noticed a car creeping up slowly. I knew the car she drove, so I didn't think anything of it. I paid it no mind while pumping when all of a sudden Renee gets out with a knife and then stabs me twice, once in my shoulder, once in my arm, and also sliced my hand. Right as she was about to stab me again, I hear a female voice then say, Hey, you better back the fuck up from him right now while holding a pistol. It was my female friend Yolanda who I grew a close bond with months after breaking up with Renee. By the good grace of God, the police finally came and arrested her. One more strike and she probably would have killed me if it wasn't for Yolanda. Some time has passed and I've now been happily married for 11 years. The last I heard about Renee is that she recently got out of prison and she married another guy with the exact same name as mine. About a month ago, I had received a message request on Facebook from a strange account without a picture. It's Renee. I get chills down my spine. She goes on to tell me how sorry she was and how she's changed since being released from prison and how she really wished things would have been different. I blocked that account after showing my wife the message she sent. That relationship messed me up so bad that I had to go to therapy over it. To Renee, leave me the hell alone because the next time I'll have no choice but to hurt you. I really pray and hope that it never comes to that.